Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. So this is a huge building, a huge complex of buildings. You could even kind of call it a mini city in West Milwaukee, and it has a huge um, label on the side of it that says Freightert. Yes. I always kind of wondered what's going on. We're it's talk- not It's not the old hospital. Yeah, it's not the old hospital. It looks nothing like a hospital. but Because Freighter Hospital has Freighter. Freighter Hospital itself looks like a city of its own, too. That's true, it? yeah. <laughs> so this is a, a complex of buildings on roughly Miller Parkway in Lincoln. So if you've been to the uh, the Tolot, if you've been to the Dump, it's kind of in that area. Uh, excuse me, the city of Milwaukee's self-service. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. Get it right. Um, but yeah, it's this huge, huge complex of buildings. And I've, I've, I've met, like, I've been past this numerous times, and I just always assumed that it was, like, this relic of Milwaukee that no longer produces anything, and it's just empty. But that couldn't be more wrong. That is, like, the ap- exact opposite of what is true over there. In fact, it is the Malt Europe malting plant. Yes. Uh, which it was built as a malting plant by Freightert in the 20s, um, and has consistently been a malting plant ever since. And it not only is not empty— it's running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we're talking about you know the the production of malt for uh, beer, for whiskey, and for, for craft, food. for food, and mm-hmm. um, for craft breweries here in Milwaukee and beyond. I mean, it's producing malt for a nationwide audience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, they are heavy into beer. I mean, that's I think most of their stuff goes to beer, um, but they've uh, they also do. A lot of work with distillers, and when I was recently in Louisville, I was at uh, a distiller that said, um, "Oh, you're from Milwaukee. Our malted barley comes from Milwaukee." Oh, really? Yeah. I said, "I know that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little pride right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got that so, barley. Yeah, so it has a long reach, you know, and and um, it has, as I said, it, for a hundred years, it's been a malting facility, and what they do is they get barley in from farmers, and then they. Uh, clean it and steep it in some water to set up the germination process, which is what malting is. So they then lay out the barley in these germination beds and they wait for little rootlets to form. So basically they want this, the barley seeds, which is what they are, to start to germinate. And that's what malt is. It's just yes. slightly germinated yes. barley. Yes, so they get these little rootlets and when it gets to a certain point, because they don't want it to get too far, they don't want it to become a plant, Right. Uh, they move it to the kiln which is a room that looks just like the germination room, but is hot. Okay. <laughs> Very hot. Um, and there, so that stops the germination process, and it also dries it out. It dries it, and that, um, and then that is malt. And after that, they can toast it if they want to different degrees, which is how you end up with, you know, like dark beers like Guinness. It's because it has super toasted malt, Toasty. which I thought was interesting when I was in uh, Dublin. I went past the Guinness brewery, and it smelled like a coffee roaster out there. Oh, yeah. Not like, I mean, you go past usual, when you go past breweries, it usually smells. Kind of yeasty or. Yeah, like yeasty or more like, um, more barley-ish. Vegetal. Yeah. But it was amazing to me that outside Guinness, it smelled just like if you walked past Colectivo when they're roasting. So this was just shocking to me that this, that it's so active there. Um, You know, 365, 24-7, it's an active, active factory or uh, production facility. Going back to the 20s, and we hear so much about Milwaukee's brewing history that, um, you know, breweries that came and went and places that uh, took a pause or buildings that were vacant and mm-hmm. and uh, repurposed. But this has been doing the same thing since the 20s. And it's interesting because I think, you know, they didn't say this, but I think that a lot of the reason it's unusual for a big maltster like this to be in a city. 
you know, these days. You yeah. Know? Um, and I think, you know, the reason they're still here in that spot is because one of their biggest clients is a couple miles up the road. And that is? Uh, Miller Brewing. Oh, them. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, what's interesting, too, though, is that um, the craft brewery market has been huge for maltsters and for hop growers because over the years, um, with brewery consolidation, you had a lot fewer brewers to sell to, first right. of all, as customers. But also, those brewers were sort of making a beer that was... Uh, less and less sort of flavorful if i can say that you know like they basically people's tastes became sort of uh maybe a more mass appeal the, yeah mass appeal meant you had to be sort of just lighter beers and all that kind of right. stuff so they used far less hops they used far less malt right um so it was you know it was tough times <laughs> it was tough times for the malting industry and the hops industry until uh craft brewing blew up like it did because you know not only do they want a lot of malt for malty tasting beers, but also for those beers that have tons of uh, hop flavor, you need more malt too to balance that out. So, um, Malt Europe really has gotten big into the craft market. They used to sell, um, I think, in quantities that were suited mostly t for bigger brewers, but then they realized that there were all these other brewers out there that, you know, that they could work with if they sold in sort of smaller quantities and stuff. So they've really worked, and they have people who go out and talk to all the craft breweries and I know a lot of craft breweries in town use them. And that, to me that's the the probably the coolest part about this whole story is that they have clients like Miller, you know, right up the street. Yeah. But they also serve all these craft and microbreweries here in Milwaukee. Yeah, they do and third, beyond. They do Miller and they do Third Space. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like so and not that Third Space is as small as you can get, but compared to Miller it's pretty small. So um and you know they do um like I said this distiller is fairly small in uh Louisville. They've serviced them as well. Okay, how did it get the name Freighter? That's the question I had when, uh, in fact, every time I've been past this building, it's like, is that the Freighter? Well, it is the Freighter, the hospital Freighter. <laughs> We're going to talk about that history next on Urban Spelunker. Let's go to the movies. Cinnabuds is a podcast about movies. In each episode, you never know what you're going to get. Every Wednesday with 88.9's Justin Barney and Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. Each episode, they take you on a quest. What kind of quest? A quest of danger, excitement, thrills, wonder, adventure. And if you want to join their journey on the latest movies, just tune in to Cinebuds at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking. We are in West Milwaukee, roughly around Miller Parkway and Lincoln at the Malt Europe Malting Plant. Uh, this is huge. It's got the name Freighter on the side. And I guess let's start there. How did it get associated with Freighter? Because, you know, of course, we think about the massive uh, uh, hospital complex now when you hear that name. But it also had this connection to this malting business. Well, let's go back to the 19th century. Let's go back. Let's go back. Uh, there were two brothers, William and Jacob Freighter, okay. who were German immigrants, came to Milwaukee, um, bought an existing brewery and started brewing beer. And as part of that, they had a, a malting facility. This was 
uh, on the sort of northwestern edge of downtown, like 7th and Cherry. So there was a Freightert beer at one time? I'm not sure the beer was called Freightert. They, okay. they might have had different brand names. But um, but yeah, so they were on 7th and Cherry, and they had this, also had this malting facility. And ultimately, they sort of left the brewing business behind and continued on the malting business. And they just grew and grew. They started out as sort of like a one-building thing, became like a two-building thing, a three-building thing. And soon they had almost the entire block down there. And um, then they just ran out of space. They outgrew uh, that so they found the space in West Milwaukee, which was good because it had really good railroad connections and a lot of space to expand. Right, there wasn't hardly anything there in the neighborhood right, at the time. Right. Um, and right, early pictures of it, you see almost nothing. Just we're talking like, 1920s here. Yeah, 1920s. Um, but then it just continued to grow. In the 20s, they put up more silos. Um, in the 40s, they put up a bunch more. Um, and actually, the the complex that's there now is smaller than it had been at its height. They sold some of the land on the west end along Miller Parkway there, and uh, the new owners tore down some of the buildings that were there. Um, so it's called Freighter because it was Freighter Malt. Yeah. And um, then later, the when Curtis Freighter, who was uh, William Freighter's son, when he died, he left $11 million, um, I believe, to the city to be used for a hospital. Uh, and then that hospital became Freighter Hospital. Uh, and $11 million in the 1950s. Yeah, that's, 1951, that, that's I a mean, lot of money. That's a lot of money now, but back right. then, wow. Right. Um, why a hospital? Why any, any I'm not, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure. It's he must have just felt back. like it was maybe something he felt like the city needed. or Yeah, I'm not sure. He just wanted to give back, I guess, and that was a way he felt like he could do it. And he was also involved in some of these malls in the city, right? So yeah, like, he was part of the development team that uh, did the early outdoor malls, like Southgate. Uh, Westgate, which was mm-hmm. Mayfair, um, and I think Bayshore. So, I yeah, suppose he's... when you are, you know, a multimillionaire in the 1950s, you're you're trying to find other things to get involved with. Well, yeah, you know how they say you have to have money to make money. <laughs> right. Well, when you have money, you can make more money. <laughs> so, the the name Freighter on the side of this malting plant um, is due to the founders Freighter, the German immigrants. Yeah. Um, so there's really no association. Uh, no, there's for, no connection to the hospital yeah. other than the fact that he gave the money yeah. for the hospital. He, um, there is no connection. And then ultimately as happened in the brewing industry and all sorts of other industries, there was consolidation and Freighter was later bought by, uh, some other company. It was owned by Cargill for a while. And, you know, now it's owned by Malt Europe, which is, a um, a business from Reims in France. And it was um, founded, I think, in the '60s by as a as an agricultural co-op. So it was owned by far, a bunch of farmers got together, hmm. uh, probably barley farmers, and uh, started Malt Europe. And then they've just grown and grown, and they're in tons and tons of countries. They have multiple facilities here. They've at least one or two in Canada. And there's a ton all over Europe. Yeah. Yeah, they're just everywhere. When I was going through, I was like, oh, wow, uh, Belgium, Norway. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes on and on. But it was interesting to me that it started as a as an agricultural co-op. You know, it's, its roots are in, you know, being farmer-owned. So what is the, I guess, the malting picture in Milwaukee? The malting picture in Milwaukee is, I think, uh, pretty unique because not only do we have this uh, huge malt Europe, which has a big reach and is influential we also have a small maltster here called proximity which was founded in milwaukee in about 2015 um and they don't do their they have two plants one in colorado and one in delaware um because they put those there because they want it to be near where the barley is growing because barley does not really grow in the upper midwest um 
very well. So they have these two plants, and then in Milwaukee they have their headquarters, and they also have a small sort of like pilot malting system that they can use like as basically like an innovation malting facility. They use it to do test batches and things, but they also, uh, it's big enough that they can do uh, batches that work for small brewers. So what's funny is sometimes if you're in uh, Walker's Point, you can see them driving the forklift over to Mobcraft <laughs> with malt, like delivering wow. delivering malt via a forklift. You know, I think I've seen that now mm-hmm. that you mentioned They're it. right yeah. next to fuel yeah, on 5th, yeah. yeah. And um, so it's interesting. So, you know, we have this like sort of big, uh, giant international maltster presence here, but we also have this sort of like small independent maltster presence here which i think is really unique i feel like i've learned so much about malt bobby i I, i'm fascinated (laughs) by it i've i'm gonna i'm i've been going around town finding old uh malt malting sites like buildings uh that used to be malting facilities and there's a lot of them around town well you can share all this knowledge with a friend and of course subscribe to 88.9's podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts Podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. You can subscribe. Do it right now. RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts or anywhere that you listen to those uh, those things called podcasts. <laughs> Say podcasts a lot at the end of podcast. this. Podcast. Yeah. We're casting pod. We're, we're doing it. Yeah. That's it, Bobby. That's it. All right. That's all she wrote. That's all she malted. Thanks, Bobby.